This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Happy Labor Day, everybody. I thought, well, it's Labor Day. We might as well work. I am Glenn Let's Geek. labor. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's labor, if you call this labor. Uh, I'm Glenda Geek from Ocala, Florida. I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma, and you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for September 7th, episode 2513. This episode today is brought to you by Kevin Equine. Good morning, horse people. They're all in line. We're ready for the start. They're off in the Kentucky Derby. Authentic did not break on the lead here. Tis the law is out quickly. Storm the court is right there too with New York traffic. And now Authentic is moving to their inside, outside to be a part of the pace and now take over as they race bias for the first time. Authentic will make the front, but it was not easy to get there. Storm the court is second on the inside. New York traffic is third and Tis the law is right there fourth, moving into that turn. Then Enforceable, followed by Major Fed. Money moves three wide. Attachment rate out there four wide. Winning impression is seven lengths behind. Then Mr. Big News, three to South Bend, two and a half back to Max Player racing on the inside of Necker Island. Honor AP is second last early, leading only Sole Volante to the backstretch. And the first half mile goes in 46.41 seconds. So the pace is honest enough here for Authentic. And he leads by a length and a half. New York traffic sits in second. Storm the court is third. Manny Franco has the Belmont Stakes winner. Tis the law. Just two and a half lengths behind. Outside of horses in clear running room. And then it's Major Fed right alongside of Money Moves racing for the far turn. Attachment rate is next. Mr. Big News is about eight lengths behind right now. And Honor AP still lingering along at the back of the pack as Authentic takes them around the far turn. Tis the Laws making his move now. And here he comes right up alongside of Authentic. A long shot. Mr. Big News has made a big run up into third. And they're into the stretch. And it's Tis the Law on the outside of Authentic. These two stride for stride as they come to the final furlong. Authentic is dragging in. Tis the Law all up to get by him. Authentic and John Velasquez have the lead as they come down to the 16th ball. Tis the Law still trying to get him. Authentic. Tis the Law. Here's the wire. Authentic has won the Kentucky Derby. Well, there you go. Authentic one. I got to tell you. That's exciting for all of the owners, but hey, guess what? Bob Baffert won again. I know. That was the only bummer. I I felt the same way. I was like, oh, Bob Baffert won again. But, you know, Authentic really did run a good race. I mean, the whole time. Oh, my God. He kicked it in when Tis the Law kind of like challenged him. He just made it He's one of those horses that only does what he has to. He, he he's going to lead and he's going to he's going to keep pushing, but he's not going to, you know, kick in the afterburners unless he has to. Unless somebody's was, really driving it. And yeah, it did. was impressive. He did. Uh, and, 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 and let's talk about Bob Baffert's day. Okay. Before the race and after the race. First of all, I love that Bob Baffert's like, I'm immune to everything. I'm not going to wear a mask. It's just not yeah, a thing. Yeah. He, was he the, why did he get the exception? I don't know. He's like the only one. So he's, I guess if everybody's wearing one, he doesn't have to. 
<laughs> and he's Bob Baffert and he's, he's camera ready at all times. Uh, so yeah, a thousand words rears up, flips over backwards, breaks the arm of his trainer, uh, assistant at that point. And then after the race, they go to throw the roses over the horse and he authentic, just like <laughs> wheels. Authentic wasn't sideways. having any parts of that. <laughs> I was like, desensitization is your friend. <laughs> Yeah, knocked Vafford over, and that other guy went flying. I don't know oh, who yeah. that was. They he went flying. Went flying. <laughs> they so had he, to help he, Baffert up. I mean, I guess the good thing is he won, but the bad <laughs> thing is he had a really crappy day surrounding it. But authentic, it just gave you the kind of race that he likes to run, which is go to the front and stay there. You know, that's if he can get to it, that's what he does. So I, 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 it was just, I think it's just surreal to watch the derby in the like it's a quiet you could hear individual people yelling when when the race was going on there especially listening to it and not watching it you could hear individual people yelling you'd never hear you hear a cacophony but not that it was weird hey there you go (laughs) it was weird so i i also john velasquez that was his um i think that's his third derby win uh, because he won an Animal Kingdom and then Always Dreaming in 2017. But he's 48 years old, still out there doing his thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's doing well. But this horse was the one we talked about that was uh, partly owned by a syndicate. And yes. there was individuals could buy in. Well, two of our listeners posted that they bought in and they were part of that. So congratulations like right before to them. the race? Yeah, apparently had- one of them did right before the race. I don't know. The other might have had it for a while. Uh, and this is the one Patty Reeves and all her girlfriends went in on. Uh, but yeah, so that was kind of cool, huh? How much did, I'm Googling, did Authentic? I don't know what the payout was on this race. Was it huh. three million? It it doesn't. Uh, apparently, Authentic is a brands group, and you can like invest in Authentic their own malls. So I I don't know. I can't find the Google. Okay, I don't know what it uh, paid either. I I didn't check that, but yeah. So that was just kind of cool. It was uh, no Triple Crown winner this year. No asterisk won't won't be needed. I mean, 2020 is going to have an asterisk anyway, but uh, no triple crown asterisk needed. Well, on today's show, we learn about the Show Assist app that's becoming quite popular. And Monty Roberts is stopping by to chat about Jamie's letter from the Queen. And you have a training question for him, right? Oh, my God. I'm so glad he's on the show today. I just (laughs) I, I can't this morning. I was like, oh. What the heck do I do? So, um, and I know that the owners of the horse that's going to be the subject are listening. So I'll, I'll, uh, <clears throat> try to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's all coming up on today's show. And we have some equestrian first world problems, but first we have some daily winnies. Well, my Daily Winnie, oh, it's a bunch of Daily Winnies today. Let's start with these. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy, happy birthday to you. <laughs> well, happy birthday to host Samantha Clark, who hosted the WEG shows with me, uh, both of them. So happy birthday to her. It's also Jen's dad's Bill's birthday. He's 80. Gonna hey, be, Bill. He's 80 years old. He listens sometimes. So if you're listening, Bill, uh, happy birthday. Auditors that have birthdays are Aubrey Moore, Kelly Peterson, Eileen Miller. 
So happy birthday to all of you. And also welcome to new auditors, Clara Son, Joanne Baum, and Sherry Olson. And we had two increased pledges, Jennifer Jones and Terry Golson, oh both gosh, increased welcome pledges. welcome you guys. So That's awesome. We're good to have you all here. Now, I'm doing a de- second Daily Winnie. I'm, I'm playing the music for this. Second Daily Winnie goes out to Paula Hansford. I heard from a birdie that she is telling everybody about our show. Apparently, her daughter turned her on to the show, and I heard that she's out telling it. She is one of our biggest advocates. So thank you, Paula. We appreciate that. And that reminds everybody that that's how we, that's how people learn about this show. And that's how the show gets to keep going is that we have listeners. It's and, not and my and tremendous marketing budget. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's you guys out telling people. So we really Good count well. on that. So yeah, thank you for that, Paula. We really appreciate it. And also to Chantel, I don't know if you noticed her post the other day, but she did a very nice testimonial the other day for us. And uh, really, really appreciate that, Chantel. It was out of the blue. It was on a day I kind of needed it. So thank you to both of you. So cool. We have a neat listeners like that. And on the, the, the vein of listeners, I wanted to give uh, my daily Wendy to Kristen McFarland, who bought Zara and Zara arrived safe and sound on Saturday. Yay. No, I think of around three in the morning. The shipper messaged me and she was like, I don't understand. She wasn't very nice. And I'm like, I don't know, because you're supposed to be there at like 8 p.m. <laughs> Not 4 a.m. Nobody's going to be nice at 4 a.m. Anyway, um, just another. Especially if you stayed up waiting. <laughs> hey, if you're going to hire somebody, we, we could not find a professional shipper to haul her, like one of the big trucks. So, But just a reminder, just if you're going to use somebody, use Bob Hubbard, Equine Express, Brooklyn, Sally, Sally yeah. those big giant ones. It's just, it's it may be $200 more dollars totally worth it. Trust me. Anyway, so she gets a daily Winnie and then I got a really nice gift in the mail from Betty Faye and an update on Gus. If you remember, Gus is the paint horse that I bought off Craigslist and then Betty bought him. Um, and she just wanted to let me know. She hauled him to a friend's and rode him on the obstacle course. Ditches deeper than he is tall. Curved bridges, sharp turns, hills, rocking bridges, weird pyramids to step over. He did it all. No fuss. His Yay. longest trail ride was today. He followed. He led. He marched up. He kept up with the gated horses. She adores a horse that walks out up the hills, down the hills, over weird rocks and logs. He enjoyed it. And uh, she, I, I just, uh, I just needed that. Because I've had, I'm going to go into the other side of selling horses, Betty, because I want Kristen and Betty to both know that they have received the last horses I am ever selling. (laughs) Ever. (laughs) Ever. So I I haven't told you much about this, but uh, the people that bought Drax, the the lady, she's like a 65-year-old woman, came out and rode him. And as a former Grand Prix, she said dressage rider. And came out and rode him for a minute and she really liked him. And I was like, take him on trial for a month before you pay me for this horse. You know, I had a good insurance. She takes him home. Who does Get- that? <laughs> yeah, me, because I really like this horse. And I think he's a, I think he's really special. And he was, anyway, so she took Drax and for a month. After two weeks, she's like, well, I want him. So she's had him for three months. And she called me last week or texted me. She doesn't call. She doesn't talk on the phone. She texted me and she's like, it's not working out. 
I'd like to bring him back. And as a reputable seller, I'm sure you will be more than willing to give me my money. Back. Oh, and I was like, that makes huh. you, you know, I know you and you, you probably took him back, but uh, that makes you not want to. <laughs> oh my like, God, dude. I'm like, okay. <clears throat> that's like saying I bought a car and after three months, I really don't like the car and being a reputable dealer, I know you're going to take it back for full price. It, that's exactly what that is. It's very passive aggressive. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, oh, okay, tell me what's going on. And she, I, cause I just called her. And she gets very uh, wound up. Um, and, and I said, okay, what's going on? Well, he just won't go out of the walk. Every time I go to trot, he pins his ears and gets really, really mad. And he won't go faster than a walk. And I'm sure that I could just kick him through it. But I'm too old for that. And I re- I'm sure you can figure it out. I, I just really want to bring him back. And I was like, okay, I'm not giving you all your money back. But I'll give you this percentage of money back if he comes back to me sound and and same because again i really like this horse and i really don't want him in a place that he's not going to be used you know and and my vet was like you're an idiot <laughs> she was like you what are you doing taking this horse back this whole i'm like she has to bring him to me and i have to make sure he's okay but i i just i i don't know so she brings him back and again she's like telling me all how horrible he is and his behavior is when he's still on a trailer and she unloads him and I go, where's his shoes? Oh, well, we, we tried to do some natural balance uh, hoof trimming, and we've been t- trimming him every two to three weeks to try to get the nail holes out of there because we think that we shouldn't wear oh shoes. Oh, my God. Is he a thoroughbred? Yeah, and his feet, Glenn, are nubs right now. Nubs. Well, first and of all, I, you don't trim them every two to three weeks. Even I know that. <laughs> it's like, yeah, oh my yeah. God. They have and, down to nothing. So I'm very irritated at this point. And I'm like, well, I'm not paying you till I get the vet to look at him. So we're done here. I was like, enjoy the rest of your day. And she got all mad that I was like, not being super friendly because I'm like, uh, you brought the horse back. He, he has no front feet, which I worked for the last year to get a good yeah, foot on Yeah, thoroughbred feet are know? awful. They're awful to work yeah, they're with. they're hard they, to work they, with. They, you, and hard to get out the grout right. And then when you do grow them out right, you have to be very careful. Uh, I know. Nigel has the same problem. Okay, well, <laughs> guess why the horse won't go out of the walk, Glenn? Because his feet hurt. Why does everybody get that <laughs> but the woman who's a former Grand Prix dressage rider? So she... Oh, and he has uh, ulcers too, probably. I messaged her and I was like, listen, I had the vet out. His feet are super tiny. Um, and, and, and there's, he's foot sore. And you know what her response is? My husband told me you would come up with some reason not to refund our money. Oh my God. That's the text I got back. Oh my God. The price just went down again. (laughs) Trust me. It did actually. (laughs) Uh, then she proceeded to tell me what a liar I was, I didn't tell her that you had to keep shoes on him and uh, that I lied. All, like, so, so this person's probably going to not something me. you normally have to tell people is not to cut their feet back to half I the did, size. But I did you normally her, I don't like, have to tell people that. <laughs> I said most, I, I actually said every other one of my horses is barefoot. He wears shoes, but um, I lied because my Mustang wears shoes. So I lied. 
I'm sorry. I didn't realize I had to tick down the list of every one of my horses that may or may not have shoes on. Why does it matter? It's irrelevant. I'm a liar and I'm going to give you some money back to take a horse back that you bought three and a half months ago. And I'm the horrible person here. So anyway, I'm sure that I'm going to get does a know you review. Have a radio show? <laughs> I know I don't tell anybody anything. She probably does. But anyway, that's, I get to tell my piece here because on text messages, uh, it just didn't go. The bottom line, I, the fact that she told told me her, I knew my husband, like, I don't want to pay her until she has her husband apologized to me. <laughs> like that's how pissed I am about it. Anyway, it was a terrible experience. And then the hauler to get Zara, it was just, I'm 30 minutes out and she was 30 minutes out for like seven hours. I'm 30 minutes out. And so I just stared at the gate the whole time. It was just like the most terrible day, like all at the same time, Saturday, uh, Friday, that was Friday. That's why I had to leave the show early. And then Saturday, was all the I'm a horrible liar and that I'm not going to... Anyway. You're such a bitch, Jamie. <laughs> it was a really emotional weekend. Um, it, it, and I think so. I think and then I made you work today. Yeah. This is therapy, remember? I could do <laughs> yes. and, and Today I, especially. <laughs> I got another horse in training yesterday from these sweet, sweet humans of a family. Oh, my God. It's like, as a horse, and they're like, he, we're the horse's last owners because we're going to keep it forever. And it's my daughter's horse. And it's like the dad and the mom and the girl and the boyfriend. It was like this whole, like, whole family event. And I mean, I'm so glad I have Monty Roberts on to ask questions about what to do with this horse i'm like wow it's a good one so you know though we sold horses for a long time too and considering the number of horses you sold you're always one out of ten is going to be this woman you know that's just going to be the way it is it's I if just, it isn't exactly like that it's something else you know it's I just, just not going to do it anymore but the, for you them know? to call you back and for them to come back to you and say uh three months later that you're the horrible human <laughs> Yeah, and and you know, I cannot believe the nail hole thing that she actually said that to you. Um. Yeah, she said that to me, and then she was like, uh, "I said, well, he has no soul, like because we took radiographs, you know." And yeah. she's like, "Oh, we didn't trim the, any of the soul out of it." And I was like, "Well, how do you know? Did you take radiographs? Like, did you well, watch? If her you trim the front oh. down so much, your your back is going to wear wear down." I well, mean, here's the thing. It's like, I, I don't know, but like your farrier just cost you thousands of dollars, you know? Yeah. So anyway, so I did send her this because I feel I like all my message, text messages, I was trying to be pretty nice. Um, and then, and then I got to the end. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I am appalled by your accusations and assumptions. Anyway, I, I, I feel like I got a little aggressive at the end and, and then the text messages. Well, she got ended. aggressive before that. So oh, she got it. And got there's no winning this one. No, you're the bad guy, period. There's yeah. no winning it. There's no and winning. This is this what one. happens is like when there's so many bad horse sellers out there that I, I, I tried to do right by the horse. I tried to do right by the lady. And, um, all I did was get, you know, harangued for it, but, um, uh, it just, it, there's so many bad horse sellers that, you know, if, if you're selling a horse, you get treated like a criminal. Yep. And I'm like, no, I sell horses because I like to train them and then find, that's what I'd like to do. I'm not the kind of person I don't want to go compete. You know, I'm not trying to get to Rolex or whatever. I'm just, I just like training horses, which is why from now on, that's all I'm doing. 
I'm just training a horse. I've I've always had a horse like that. I was riding and yeah, one that then I you had. Got the situation. Yeah. You got Betty who loves her horse. So I, I mean, there's there's both there's two sides. I anyway, let's let's stop talking that. about horses right now and start talking about food. Um, oh because I had an offer that we're going to take her up on. Brianna McDonald, one of our Australia listeners, been a listener forever. You remember Brianna? She's been yeah. around forever. Well, she wrote and said that she has volunteered to coach us for the on-air Vegemite testing. So when we do our testing of Vegemite, she will be on the show. She said she'll stay up late, come on the show, and guide us through the proper tasting of Vegemite. So that will happen. I'm getting some shipped to you. I'm getting oh, some. God. I'm getting Vegemite. Really? What's the other one? Uh, Marmite. Marmite shipped. We're going to try them both. And I thought this would be kind of fun. Maybe we'll do a Facebook Live during the tasting. We'll bring our toasters up to our desks uh, and do a Facebook Live during the tasting, so they can see our faces when we try the. I feel Vegemite like. We're going to piss I, off I two countries. Like, well, I'm going to have heartburn like the rest of the day. That's not a typical breakfast for me. It's like yeast. You know, I don't well, know. I'll, I'll try it. I've always wanted to try. Well, try we're going to do it. We're going to try it. We're committed now. I do have a couple news stories and we're going to have some question first I've world got, problems uh, after the guests too. Um, See, I don't want to do it when Monty's on hold. Okay. Do you promise me? I well, no, we call him. Remember, me. he's not on hold anymore. Okay. But I have a couple fun news stories. One is, you know, we've talked about a couple, uh, several actually, uh, FEI cases where drugs came involved and then the the riders were, were kicked out and put on suspension for a year and stuff like that. Well, part of what they, and remember we said some of these drugs don't make sense why they're even giving it to the horse. We've said that a couple of times. Well, the FEI posted a warning over the weekend that it is determined that some of these cases were a result of people peeing in the stalls. Now, we've all peed in stalls. So the FEI actually had to send this out and say, we advise you not to pee in your stalls because even the horse snuffling around apparently is enough to get some of these into their system. I don't know what drugs these people are doing. but I was going to say, what drugs are they <laughs> are coming up in these but uh, these tests like ibuprofen or like cocaine. I mean, I don't understand. Like, and, and apparently the problem is becoming worse now during the pandemic because people don't want to go to use the bathrooms. Because let's face it, horse show bathrooms are disgusting mostly. Um, so they don't want to go use the bathrooms. So they're using their stall more. And let's we've all peed in our stalls or in the trailer, right? So they said, you know how there's a do we always get a tax stall? Well, then you're gonna have to have the tax stall and the pee stall. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> so apparently, they did determine that this one actually peed. This woman peed in the stall, and I don't know if she was using. It was apparently a prescription medicine, uh, and uh, because the bathroom line was too long, she didn't want to wait. <laughs> and it was in the nation's cup of all things. What was the drug? Uh, it didn't say. It doesn't say which one of this was. There was a whole bunch of these cases. Like, oh, my God, this gelding is pregnant. See, it says several of the substances detected in recent years have been associated with human mental health. Oh, so they're maybe a mental health drugs. I don't know. Uh, so and I just know that we've we've had these stories and we've gone. Why are they using that drug? Well, there it is. Don't pee in the stall, people, when you're at a show. If, you, yeah. if you're taking Prozac, <laughs> yeah, maybe don't be in the stall. Yeah. So anyway, uh, the other one was um, there's a new bill. Did you see this? That actually Mitch McConnell 
put in a bill for the benefit of horses. I know, the Senate Majority Leader, who's been fighting the other bill that we've been trying to get through for years about soaring. But this one is for racing. It's the Horse Racing Integrity and Safety Act, uh, and its focus is to um, bring bring a uniform standard to anti-doping and medication control and racetrack safety programs. So what this would be is a federal oversight. It would be the United States anti-doping agencies, the USADA, uh, not to be confused with the USDA. Um, and it will oversee all racing in the country, taking over all 38 racing jurisdictions and putting them all under one guideline instead of every state having their own. I got to tell you something about racing. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Uh, man, I've been a racehorse fan, a racing fan my whole life. Like I, once I learned who Sunday silence and easy goer and like the, that, that triple crown is like that, that has been a big part of it for me for so long. But I was watching some Saratoga races, um, last week and I saw one guy just whipping the bejesus out of this horse and guess what? Cause it was slowing up and then it fall, uh, broke its leg, you know, and they had to cart it off and then the, the thing. And I, I, I just feel like my passion for the sport is almost gone with all the drugs people are doing and the whipping and the breakdowns. I'm so well, that's frustrated. Why I'm hoping that a national organization, if they have any teeth, right. If they actually do anything, I mean, you can make a law and make a, a an organization now. Whether and the whipping, I just, it's the Kentucky hasn't, hasn't like lowered its whips and, and neither has New York. And I just feel like the whipping causes all these problems and it just looks so bad. And then the drugs, everybody's getting caught with it's just it's just like it's just too much i just can't i can't love it anymore well let's hope they fix it that's the goal we're here right Uh, but i don't know again it comes back to is it going to have any teeth and are they actually going to do any are they actually going to have any requirements that really changes what where we're at now you know i think too or is it all just going to be you know whitewash yeah I, i don't know I don't know. I I think too. Part of it is I'm dealing with so many off the track thoroughbreds that have been yeah had issues. I, yeah, had I'm issues. sure that yeah human yeah. caused. You know. Can I give you one positive before we go into our first? Yes. Guest? Okay. Please. So this is a positive. Back in uh, uh, July 18th, and we talked about this on the show. There was an accident at Tryon at the in North Carolina. A 15-year-old girl, if you remember, was jumping her horse and got her legs tangled in the jump rails and flipped over, and the horse landed partially on top of her. Her name is Alexis Halbert. She suffered a spinal cord injury and uh, had lost all feeling below her belly button, and she couldn't move her leg. She was paralyzed. After three hours of emergency surgery in Greenville, South Carolina, they installed two rods and eight screws, and they really didn't think she was going to walk again. Well, I have good news for you. After 34 days of around-the-clock inpatient care at the Shepherd Center, which is known for its rehabilitation of spinal cord injuries, and it's well known for that, uh, she went from having no movement to now she's walking and taking stairs. Wow. So she had no movement. Her spinal cord was injured. She had no, uh, she says right now, I have full feeling in my right leg completely. My left leg is not completely normal yet. My stomach, I can suck it in now, but it's still kind of numb. Uh, she said at the beginning, I had to think really hard and put a lot of effort into moving my legs, but now I can just move them without thinking about it. So good for her. 
Good for you, Alexis. Um, uh, so that was good news. There's my good news for the day. Yay. I don't yeah. have a I have a loser sound effect. I don't have a uh, like a good sound effect. You need like a happy 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 yeah, exactly. happy 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 happy. There you go. All right, uh, Jennifer, cut that one out. No, don't. I can do better. <laughs> All right, let's uh, talk a little bit about our sponsor for the day. We have a new bucket challenge for you. Grab a bucket and drill twenty holes in the bottom. Next, fill it with water. Then see how far you can carry it before it's completely empty. Actually, you know what? You don't have to do that because it's a waste of time and you're going to ruin a perfectly good bucket. You know how the experiment ends? The bucket's empty. What you might not know is that leaks in your horse's intestinal barrier, known as leaky gut syndrome, can also cause various health and welfare problems. In fact, gut issues are the number one cause of premature deaths in horses. Good nutrition and attention to gut health can alleviate the negative impacts of stress and help promote immunity, performance, healthy weight, nutrient absorption, and a positive attitude. Kamen is the industry leader in gut health solutions. For optimum gut health, ensure your horse feed includes Clostat and also Butapearl Z-E-Q from Kemen. Learn more at Kemen.com slash leaky gut. That's Kemen.com slash leaky gut. All right, let's call our first guest today. This is something that you actually had found on Facebook, I think. Yes, it's an app called Show Assist. And I, to be completely honest, I found it so long ago, I can't remember uh, what it is. So I'm going to learn along with with all of us here on what Show Assist actually is and does. But I thought it was a cool enough app that I was like, Jennifer, book these people. And then it's gone in my brain. <laughs> Out. You've had a few other things on the brain. And we're going to cut there. Because I have to, live listeners, hold on, I have to actually call and get two people on the line, which always takes more than I can do trying to do it live. Do you ever forget to to take the cuts out when you cut? Uh, not usually. Because, I mean, it's not like I go back and listen and check it. <laughs> if listeners That have goes our- over to Jemmy's crew, and we hope they do it. Oh, really? Did you send this over to her place, mm-hmm. her crew? She finishes the show every day. Right. Hello. Hello, is this Deidre? It is. Hey, it's Glenn and Jamie. How are you? Good. How are you? Okay, Hello. we're going to try and get uh, Michael- or Malachi. Yes. Um, here, let me get her on. Okay. We're live, but we'll cut this part out for the podcast. Okay. All right, let's see if we can. Are you guys in the same place? No, we're not. Okay. Yeah. Hello? Hello, is this Malachi? Yes, it is. You're on with Glenn and Jamie, and you're on with somebody else. I don't know. You might know her. Your mom is here. So. <laughs> Hi, Malachi. <Yeah. laughs> Hi. All right. Uh, so I'm going to count us back in, and we'll get started. And if we lose okay. you, we'll call you back. And uh, okay. all right. So let's uh, let's do it in That's three, all right. two, one. So we have Deidre and Malachi on here, and they're with the Show Assist app. And they're the ones who created this app. And it is it is kind of a cool thing. I was looking over it this morning. You know, a lot of times we go to horse shows and you want to have, this is what would happen to us. We'd go to the horse show, I'd be with my wife, and I end up being the groom. And a lot of times if she had more than one horse, like two or three or four, uh, then yeah. it was too 
I didn't want to be the groom anymore. And you, we actually would yes. need help at the show, but we didn't want to drag people along with us necessarily if it was a long trip right. or we were overnight. And then yeah. you get there and you wish you had found somebody there that could help you. And that's apparently what you guys ran into. Deidre, tell us how this started. Yes, actually, you're exactly right, Glenn. Um, and I'm a horse show mom, and I particularly play the role that you played with your wife mm-hmm. um, in assisting Malachi, who's a show jumper at the shows. Um, and during her junior years, I would help both at the stalls and also at the ring. And we came up with the idea of show assist at last summer. Um, we were just driving along and talking about how great it would be to be able to hire someone short term to assist us while we were at the shows. Uh, Malachi, she can tell you a little bit about the research she had been doing last summer to, and discovered there was a need for such an app as this. I got to ask you, though, is it because Malachi's so needy that you needed help? <laughs> is that it? I'm not, you know. <laughs> She wasn't cracking the whip or anything, but she did need some help at the show. So <laughs> as a mom, you know, we, we do what we can to assist. So, Hey, Malachi, how long, how, at what age did you start torturing your mom with this whole horse thing? <laughs> well, I started riding at nine, so I've been riding for 13 years now. Um, and so really I started doing show jumping about seven years ago. And ever since then, my mom had to, tag along with us to all the shows and she was my jump crew and my groom and my horse handler and everything. <laughs> I know the feeling <laughs> I've been in that boat as the horse husband. I've, I've been there. So, so Malachi, when you started researching this, there was not anything like this out available yet? No, no, not at all. And so I kind of just started to look and just see if there was a need. And I definitely found one on social media. You know, there's a lot of, um, People who will kind of, they'll post on social media to try and find help, temporary help. But a lot of times it goes unanswered and there wasn't really a pro, like a good way for people to connect um, and connect instantly and like in an organized manner. And so that's where we really thought show assist would be such a great idea to do. So what I do is I put in, so I go into show assist and I, I assume I have to have an account. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. you do. Okay, and then I put in which show I'm going to, what date I'm going to be there, and what help I need. Is that how it works? Well, now, yes. actually, it's completely oh. show-driven. It's completely mm-hmm. show-driven. So when you come into the homepage, you Im- immediately see an updated list of all of the shows. Um, they're the USEF, AAA, and most B-rated shows. And then also right now we're showing... Um, we also feature the Canadian shows, Canadian equestrian shows, their gold, silver, and some of their bronze shows. So you'll be immediately uh, viewing that list. You can search for a particular show by doing a keyword search of the show name, location, or the show date. And once you select a show, then you select the days that you need help, the time frames, whether it's morning, evening, uh, afternoon or evening, or all day. And a la carte services, if you need help with the stall um, or, or if you only need help with the ring, and then how much you're willing to pay for the work. And okay. then you post your job, and it's, it's free to post. 
And that's what I like mm-hmm. too, is you don't, it's not like you're hiring, uh, just like a person for all day. You actually are hiring the, hiring them for what you need. Do you need a writer? Right. Do you need somebody to muck right. the stall? Do you need somebody like an eventing, especially this would be right. helpful, a ring assist, mm-hmm. somebody to hold your horse right. at the ring? Because here's that's the deal. Yeah. We have to go walk our course after, you know, when we get down there and here's right. like, and I'm always like, can somebody, and usually I have the horse. Nobody <laughs> wants to hold girl. <laughs> So, but at least if I'm paying somebody, they is there a to. place to put in there? My horse is a jerk. Is that a yeah. is that a little checkbox? Uh, uh, no, no, I think okay. once you actually make the hire, um, you can text the person and let them know, you know, all the details of where to meet and so forth. And you could probably add that in there. Okay, good. yeah, that's probably want to let yeah, them know about uh, Jamie's horses. Well, yeah. I don't understand why she's <laughs> offering to pay one hundred and fifty dollars to somebody for a holder horse. You'll earn it. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. So, how, how have yeah. you found um, either one of you, maybe Malachi? How have you found people? Are they using it? What What are you finding the feedback is? Um. So the feedback so far is people love the idea of it. Um, you know, with the pandemic, that kind of slowed the show yeah, down that a little would do bit. It. So, yeah, <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. So, um, good timing so we're there, uh, girl. Watching users grow, <laughs> right? right. Yeah. Uh, All of us had good yeah, timing. I think we, I think so we, um, you know, in terms of what we found to be difficult during, you know, during the uh, launch of the app, is trying to decide when is the best time to actually launch it. We had initially thought to launch in March, and then, of course, when the pandemic hit, we thought, okay, this may be not be a good time. Plus, as mentioned, it's completely show-driven, and so when the show stopped going, um, of course, you know, there was no way for us to launch the app. And then when the show started back up in June, and, you know, we started um, realizing that, you know, we here it's been almost four months and people have been without work. Um, we've connected with Equestrian Aid Foundation as well as the Show Jump and Relief Fund uh, to try to help them to help the people in the industry both get back to work as well as we've um, decided to donate a portion of our proceeds to these organizations as well. That's very cool. I think this is a great idea. I think, it, you know, like all yeah. apps, they take a little while to get going. But I, I think oh, yeah. this is a terrific idea. And I think, you know, once you start getting some adoption, then people will start talking about it at shows. And it, and, and you're going to do very well with it. I love this idea. And you said it's free. Now, is there a charged? How are you guys going to make any money back on this? So where the charge comes into play, of course, it, again, it's free to post jobs. It's free to apply mm-hmm. for jobs. Um, we don't charge unless you've hired and it's 24 hours before the job starts. There's a nominal fee, a $10 convenience fee, and a 5% service fee that's charged at the 24-hour mark. And the fees are held in escrow along with the payout. And then there, it's paid out to the service provider at the end of the work period. So, so you do you the paying, cancel, they're, not, they're not paying directly, the payments actually go through you guys, so there's some quality control there too? Yeah, there's a, we use what's called Stripe payment platform. I'm, I'm not sure if you're familiar with yep. that. A lot of apps yep. use that. Yep. Yeah, and so they actually um, charge the card of the um, owner, rider, or trainer at the 24-hour mark right before the job starts. They hold that in escrow and then pay out to the groom or the um, assistant at the end of the work period. 
I think that's great. I think it's good that you yeah. guys did it that way. It solves the uh, I didn't get paid, you know, or I did my work right, and didn't yeah, get paid yeah. thing. Uh, it right. Solves right. that. Plus, I think what's going to happen, are you allowing reviews of, of like, like if somebody wrote a review of Jamie and her horse, they would say, <laughs> Jamie was lovely. Her horse was a jerk. Um, never work for her again. Now, are they allowed to do reviews or didn't you go there? Well, (laughs) they're allowed to report to us, (laughs) um, a review as to whether or not they enjoy their experience working with someone. Um, owners and riders and trainers are allowed to rate the service provider. Um, and so when other owners, riders or trainers go in and view that person's profile, they can see their rating ratings, of course, from one to five stars. Um, I think that's a good idea. I, you know, I, I, yeah. I think you guys have, this is well thought out. I'm, I'm impressed. Show, show assist.org. And before we let you uh, go, um, Malachi, I would be, I, you know, I recognized your name and I was like, okay, okay. hold on. Mm-hmm. Uh, why do I know her? So then I Googled you and you were one of the um, people that got the eventing nation scholarships, the diversity scholarships. Yes. And I read your article before and uh, you guys, she wrote an article for eventing nation and uh, it's, it's talking about, receiving the scholarship and also kind of what you've dealt with in your, your life as a, as a show jumper of color, you know, and, and I think you're incredibly brave for writing all of that. And I'm glad that you put, put pen to paper and, and got it down there. Now, Malachi, I'm not done with you either. Um, so, (laughs) so I'm looking at a picture of you standing in front of a huge horse with a red blanket on on August the 6th. Is that your horse? Yes, yeah, so that well, that was my former junior jumper. Um, he was sold when I went to college. But that is the horse that my mom worked so hard to hold for me when I went into horse walk. Well, either you're tiny or this horse is enormous. It's one of the other. He's and I'm yeah, even tinier, Glenn. So can you imagine? <laughs> You can tell like he has he's a, a, he's a big sweetheart. head. Too. Yeah, he has a big head too. He's like big, you know. He's just a big horse. Yeah, well, he's so, jumping uh, some yeah. giant fences too. If you scroll down, so that's awesome. All well, right, you now, guys, thank I'm not you done so with much. her yet. One more. Okay. Well, we, if we're late for Monty, I'm the one who's going to get. Oh in no, trouble. we're good. We have plenty of time. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, we're, Monty Roberts is up next. So you're being followed by Monty. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, so Malachi, mad. what are you going to school for? Are you out now? Have you graduated? I graduated. I graduated this May. I was, yeah, I was part of that. And so um, I majored in clinical science. So it was a pre-health major. Ah, and what are you going to do with it? Um, so that's kind of like my backup plan. I'm just focusing on professional riding right now. But I do have a passion for medicine as well. So I, I enjoy doing that. Very cool. Change that. <laughs> Swap those. <coughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I, I I was coughing. Sorry, excuse me. Did Deidre call you earlier and tell you to say that? She... <laughs> you guys are both delightful. Thank you so much for joining us. It's a Shell Assist app. You can find it on uh, Apple and Android, right? Both? Yeah. yeah okay, so. good. Well, good yeah. luck, guys. Thank you very Thanks, much. Guys. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you so much. All right, take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> Just do that. Was that too much? Like <laughs> a forger horse. <clears throat> That's weird. But, you know, she's been riding a long time on the circuit, too. Uh, no, I didn't read her article. I'm going to have to go back and read that. 
yeah. over on Eventing Nation, right? They did that one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, very cool. Well, let's uh, talk a little bit about Equiderma. You know, what, they still have the coupon code, by the way. Somebody was asking in the audit room the other day. The coupon code is HRN15. It gives you 50% off of anything on the site if you buy it directly at Equiderma.com. But the one of the cool things about Equiderma products is they're all they're 100% uh, active ingredients that start with natural ingredients like uh, neem oil. I'm gonna, and... I'm gonna like can't wait for you to read this commercial. Go ahead. This is gonna be <laughs> I'm not reading the whole thing because I can't say half those words. What I am gonna tell you is we started using the shampoo exclusively. It's the oh, neem cute. and arnica shampoo, and we started using it exclusively on Scooter. And his coat is softer than it's ever been. He has a great coat. Uh, He has always had a great coat, but it's softer than it's ever been. And the one thing I noticed, and I don't know why this is, and I don't know if it's the neem or the arnica or whatever else is in there. It's the Ayurvedic based formulation. And I don't know. I don't know if, if if I'm making this up, but his coat seems to be, not only is it shinier, it seems to be a little more, a little darker. And a little more mahogany colored. I don't know if he's just changing over time, but it's been since we started using this, so I don't know. We also use the conditioner as well, uh, but his, it is so soft. And he had, you know, we get some mosquitoes. The mosquitoes right now are horrendous. Our, we've had a lot of rain, a ton of rain. And then the temperatures have been, what, 100 and, well, on our porch yesterday was 111. So it's been hot. The mosquitoes are out, and he, you know, he gets the bumps and stuff. But th- we haven't had a problem. I give him a bath twice a week, and we really haven't had a problem with it having any skin issues because of that, like we used to have in the past. So it really does work. I'm I'm really impressed with this stuff. I'm I'm thrilled too. Uh, the horse that I decided to foster now got scratches, of course. So yeah. I use the zinc stuff. But let me read just what the, this is because I did not know this. And it says use our neem shampoo to calm hives, soothe sweet itch, and insect bite hypersensitivity. It controls mites in the feathers, inhibits the growth of bacterial, fungal, and this what I wanted you to read was dermatophyte based skin issues. I don't know if I'm saying that right either. Use this part of your regular grooming register regimen or as part of the system to attack skin problems. I didn't know that it did all that. So that's awesome. And it's again, the neem and Arnica shampoo, and you can get it off the website for Equiderma, equiderma.com HRN 15. Dermatophytes are fungus. Dermat. I wanted you to read the word. I, Ayurvedic. <laughs> Did you notice? I just wanted to talk about my phony. That's all I really wanted Dermatophyte. to do. Dramatophyte. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we still have to read the ads to get paid, Glenn. Do you know what else it does say is it rinses away with one pass? Do you know how some shampoos you have to keep rinsing and rinsing and rinsing to get all the shampoo out? This is true. I just do one rinse and that's it because it has that good stuff in it. It doesn't matter if there's a little bit left. So that that that's kind of cool, too. Dermatophyte. Derm- Dermatophytes. Just move on. All right. All right. Equiderma HRN15 is what where you'll find the discount. Put it in the coupon code when you go there. It's now time for First World Equestrian Problems. And remember, if you have an equestrian problem, it's First World. And our listeners are the ones who share all of these awesome, sad, dramatic, horrible 
heartbreaking problems with us that they're having. And um, Glenn, if, if, if somebody has a first world problem that they need to share, how can they become an auditor to do it? Just go over to horseradionetwork.com. And, uh, scroll down on the right side of the page. You'll see an auditor banner. And for as little as $3 a month, you too can join the auditor party. There's 500 people now that have become auditors. That's awesome. And it's gone up every month for the last six months. So we really appreciate all of you. Love you guys. Okay, so you do, this this is a post that I put up in the auditor's Facebook page on uh, Sunday nights or like this morning when I couldn't sleep, 4 o'clock in the morning on a Monday. Uh, so here we go. Let's start with Ariel. we got to be a little quick, even though so many of you have so many problems uh, because I can't be late for Monty. I'll get in trouble. <laughs> um, so here we go. Let's start with Ariel. Uh, Ariel, I need to have my saddle fitted. I need to have it fitted. But like my saddle fitter lives three hours away. And so like now I have to wait three weeks. <laughs> God, how are you going to survive? You know what? Get in the car and drive it to them. That's what I was thinking. Um, Carissa says, I, <laughs> this is my kind of problem. I just bought a whole bunch of new saddle pads, but now I have to choose which one to use. <laughs> The clean one. That's which one you use. Uh, they're all brand new. I mean, obviously, <laughs> you just go through them one at a time. Uh, my old schoolmaster is like suddenly afraid of the weeds beside the arena. So I had to like take extra time. And I even lunchers, she would chill. And it took so long that I, uh, it got dark and then I couldn't ride her. <laughs> I wonder if there was something tormenting her from the weeds when you weren't looking. She carried, she uh, continued to say underneath that, that there was like a calf behind it. Yeah, and like, there was something there. Up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or just, I don't know, weed whack. Get it together. Clean well, up your place. Well, we're riding around <laughs> the neighborhood here. Nigel just has this one road. He's normally a plug, like a plug. And she has to keep pushing him along when he's trail riding along the roads here. Uh-huh. And the one road, he books it. He does not waste any time getting down that road. And it must have been something that spooked him the one time. And he just remembers it. That's, and then he gets to the end of the road. He goes back to his normal pace. Let me it's go back to the thing, thing that people say elephants never forget and they have great memories. Horses yeah, have they, much better they memories. Never forget either. <laughs> no, never, they never forget a no. thing. Uh, Lori says, oh my God, my new fancy dressage girth arrived yesterday and I can't wait to see how it bids. But like my horse and I just got back from an awesome two day training boot camp in Ocala yesterday where he earned a day off. So now I have to wait a whole two days to try it and start implementing it. You were doing training. a boot camp in Ocala this weekend. Your horse earned two days off. It's, it was hot. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a hundred degrees. It was hot. If you're doing a two day boot camp in Ocala, it's probably like in an air conditioned indoor. Yeah. <laughs> or it was at midnight. Um, Ellen says we are having our whole barn recited, but now my horses are upset because they have to go into like different paddocks until the work is finished. <laughs> Hey, I, I all of a sudden, by the way, Drax came back and he was turned out with a mare at this lady's place. And now he is a psychotic mare whore. He likes I mares, don't know. huh? I, 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 I don't, uh, he would I've be never the seen that. Side of that. Yeah, he's never acted like that. Is there something to that? Like all of a sudden he was around mares, uh, uh, one mare in particular. You know, when you don't have something for a while, you don't miss it. But uh, hmm. I'm like, put that thing away. <laughs> God, Rose. 
Um, Lily says, I wanted to sleep in just a half hour longer than normal this morning, but like the horses are whinnying and it's a really windy out. So their whinnies are like extra loud. <laughs> they don't get days off either. They don't understand that whole concept. No, feed me. It's like, um, they've got the can and uh, the cup, metal cup, and they're raking it back and forth. Like they're in prison. <laughs> <laughs> Let me in. Um, Ursina says, I have two friends staying with me for my bachelorette and my wedding. And that means that I have to clean my basement so they can like crash somewhere. But that also means that I have to put away all the tack I've been putting down there. And I know the minute I put them away is the moment I'm going to need all those things. <laughs> Never sell anything. Congratulations, but- by the way. Yes, absolutely. I think we did. We play the music for her already. I think we did the other day, maybe. Oh, we'll play did it again. Did she have the wedding? I think, I don't know. She said that she's got two friends staying with her for the bachelorette party and the wedding. Maybe the wedding was like today. I don't know. Or is it, we need more information. Yes. Um, Alicia it says. It is customary for the bride and groom to call us on the morning of the wedding, by the way. It is. It is. So. <laughs> We're going to need mind. some of that. Yes. Yeah. Um, Alicia says, my Wintech saddle is like breaking down now. So now I have to buy a new saddle. Uh, is your Wintech saddle 400 it's years old? It's probably 20 years old. <laughs> Mine is probably, I bought it 15 years ago, super used. And I use it as a starter saddle. The first time I get on any of these crazies and I throw it on the ground and everything. And it's still going. I don't know what Wintech does, man. But you know what? If you want to be preserved when you die, have Wintech to preserve you. <laughs> You'll be around forever. <laughs> um, that was probably a little dark. Sorry. Elizabeth says, my lazy horse has decided that he wants to be bold in the cross-country field. But he's like also super scared. So now it's like a completely wild ride. Oh, my God. I've had those. I like blast. And then they're like, oh, my God, jump. What? Oh my God. Gallop. What? I, I've had them over there. Gall- you're trying to just get them to just go straight. <laughs> just gallop straight to the next thing. Start to look for. I always know that my horse is like good on cross country when they start looking for the next jump as opposed to like looking at the jump judge. You know, something <laughs> right. scary. All them, and every dog and everything. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, Lisa says my 14 hand Mustang has figured out how to go under her stall chain. I came back from mowing the fields and I saw her nonchalantly walk out of the feed room where she was helping herself. Guess I need to head over to Stateline Tech for a stall guard. How have you not had one yet? Oh my God. Zeus would uh, hashtag damn it. Zeus. I mean, seriously, he would have a stall. He would laugh. Like so hard if I put up like a stall chain. Ha ha ha. There he is. Uh, Nana says, I am am trying to buy an expensive schoolmaster pony for my kids so she can learn to canter. But all she wants to do is keep her super sensitive pocket rocket mini forever. Yeah, you can't stop. I know, I'll still take that many. I love that horse. I've seen their trail riding videos. Um, 
Brenna says, last one, I was weak and I bought more tack at a Labor Day sale. And it's like a good thing. I will still be working from home when it's delivered because I'm assuming she has to hide the box from her husband. I would never, I would never hide a box from my husband ever. No, you've never done that. Chad would, (laughs) I would never lie to him like that and hide packages of tack that came in the mail. Hey, baby. How's it going? It never Just did that. Here. My show. It's fine. Hey, uh, we're going to be heading to the West Coast to Monty next, right? Yes, we are going to okay. head over. to... I need you to put a phone number in the show notes for me, though, because um, oh. I don't. I don't have. Just a tell phone you number. here. No, no. Uh, I think it's just it's, it's like office phone. Oh, is but... it? Okay. Because mm-hmm. I, I um, also I wanted to mention to the West Coast if it's what me think about it. Uh, I just saw a post in the auto room. I saw this this morning. They're having terrible fires. Did you hear about the fire with the campground thing? No. So in Northern California, they had this fire, and about 150 people were camped at a campground. Well, the fire came up quick, crossed the only road out of the campground, so they couldn't get out with all their campers and stuff. They uh, they started bringing in military helicopters to take people out, and they I mean they had to leave their campers, the trucks, everything. And then for the ones they couldn't get out, when the fire came up, they told them to get in the lake to save themselves oh by getting God. in the lake. There were some injured with uh, minor burns and stuff, but they've managed to get I guess almost all of them out. But uh, many people just had to stand in the lake and hope they didn't burn to death. I oh my god! And then today, this is what brought this up in the nor- in Northern California and in uh, Washington, up in the, uh, the Northwest, they're having what they're calling an extremely critical fire weather condition because they're expecting Santa Anta, Santa Anta, uh, Santa, Santa Ana, Ana winds. Thank you, Santa Ana winds. That strength winds up there, and with the fires that are going everywhere, and it's really dry. And did you see that? Some parts of California hit 120 degrees yesterday. It's crazy. So uh, be careful out there, everybody. And God, we're thinking about you. It's not been a good year for the West Coast. No. It's not been a good year for anybody. And then Denver. Talk about wacky weather. Denver has 101 today or yesterday. And tomorrow is supposed to be 36. I thought I heard snow is coming. Yes, it was snow. So they were 101 yesterday, 30. That's going to be some wicked storms come through to drop the temperature that much. You're going to get those that, probably. That means we're going to get tornadoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're <laughs> so going to use that little shelter built behind the kitchen. Yeah. Have you do you, have you ever been in it? Uh, the little shelter behind the kitchen? I mean, a tornado warning where you've actually gone in it? You know, we moved here after the severe tornado season. Okay. It's moved into this house. So next next year, here we go. Fingers crossed. Or no, tomorrow. Um, well, let's hope not. Or tomorrow. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. And I'm glad you have that because you weren't going to go in the one in the ground. You were just weren't doing it. So Jennifer wouldn't the do it either. You two would rather yeah. stand up, up up on the top and get blown away. You know, the know. lady who used to, who grew up in this house, Chad and I were pulling weeds out by the road and she drove by and she stopped and she's like, oh yeah, you know, I just watched my mama sit there and, you know, she just sat out there and watched the storms come down there and went, went, went down the bottom of the hill, watched the tornado go. I'm like, what is wrong with you people? <laughs> it's like an everyday occurrence. <laughs> Why right. would you just sit there and watch it? <laughs> Get take cover. All right, we're going to call the man himself. Now, are you, are you, what did you decide? Did you put the phone number in or are you going to give it to I, me? I put it in the chat. In the... Oh, okay. Is this the office number? I don't know. Let's this... cut here. Get Monty on. 
Jamie's crew's going to love me today. It's a holiday and we have extra work for you. Her name is Jemmy. Pronounced oh, Jemmy. Jemmy, sorry. Too many J's in my life. Hold on here, live listeners. All right, you say hi. And we'll have to count back in when we get started. Okay. Hello. Hello, Monty. How are you? It's Jamie and Glenn. Hello. How are you doing? We're good. We're not We're not live yet. Uh, I will count you in. And, um, and uh, are you ready? Of course you're ready. You're right on yeah, time. I'm ready. Who do we have? <laughs> Just Jamie and me? Me and Glenn also my, is my co-host. Hi, Monty. Oh. Uh, hi. How are you doing? Good. All right. I'm ready. Let's, uh, let's count in. Three, two, one. Pleased, as always, to have one of my favorite people and heroes, Monty Roberts, on the show. Hi, Monty. How are you doing? Fantastic. How's, how's life for you during 2020? Well, I tell you, we're going through a heat spell right now that's record-breaking. Um, and um, with COVID, uh, it's been a unique life. But on the other side of that coin, I get to spend more time with my horses and my deer and uh, stay here on the farm. So it's a brand new thing for me. Uh, that is since 30 years ago when I met a certain lady in England. Yeah, about that. Um, <laughs> I received something in the mail um, a few weeks ago, and I would imagine that, uh, well, I know you had something to do with it. Talk talk to me about that. Uh, I assume you mean the list of uh, certificate recipients uh, of recent time. Is that correct? <laughs> Well, I also received the certificate, so... Um, she got I, I a just, letter signed oh. by the Queen, Monty, and she's been uh, posting it everywhere. She, she's on the list. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a list of 17 recipients. And um, the Queen and I have been in many, many conversations about what happened with the first list, which was 2012, and there was only seven on that list. And those seven people were chosen because primarily they lived in South America, Central America, and Mexico, or they were born and raised there. And they, they had a lot to do uh, in general with polo and polo became the most um, active uh, uptakers of my concepts at that point in time, 2012. And so I decided that um, I would ask the queen if she would give certificates to those people that were changing polo and taking an enormous amount of violence out of the breaking of polo ponies, principally uh, in South America, uh, Argentina to be specific. And uh, those ponies went all over the world. Something in the area of 3,000 per year were broken 
of the old Spanish methods of tying them to a post and just beating them half to death and getting on them the same day. I mean, it's, it's absolutely unbelievable how that has carried on for 6,000 years without somebody saying, this is illegal. Uh, this is horrible. It's brutality. Uh, but they didn't. And, um, certain of these people that I chose were kind of the early recipients of those polo ponies. And so they said they would send people here to my farm prior to getting their certificate. And, um, and they sent breakers here and they learned a kinder way, a way without violence. And that way became the general, uh, you know, principle used in Argentina because they were losing 52% of all of the polo ponies that were started. They died in the process of being broken. Um, that is to say, you know, they had broken legs, they had broken jaws, they had broken necks. Some of them died outright. Some of them were just shot and stacked up. Um, mm. And they had a lot of grass and a lot of acres. And so they didn't mind losing 52%. And they sincerely believed it had to be done that way. That's the only way you could break these wild ponies. And then they learned that it isn't the only way. And the other way is faster and more effective. And that went right around the world with the recipients that we had on that list. Mm -hmm. And, um, so polo changed immediately in the process since 2012. We knew that we could take my concepts to the rest of the world. And we produced something close to 80 uh, instructors that have gone through all of our courses and then become instructors. And, um, consequently the world has changed and one discipline after another has taken up the nonviolent concepts. Uh, don't get the idea that there still isn't work to do because there is still work to do. But this movement, let's call it from 2012 until 2020, has been the greatest change in 6,000 years to the process of breaking in or causing uh, unbroken horses to accept rider and saddle. It has been the greatest change by many thousands of percentage points. Mm -hmm. um, and um, it's, it's working. And these new ones have just been miracle workers in that area since the 2012. Well, uh, you know, receiving that certificate, I, I saw my, my friends and uh, fellow instructors overseas get their letters and I was just so excited for them. What an awesome thing. And then for me to get one for, you know, for all the work with the, the horses and, and the horse sense and healing that you have, have, you know, started and I've been able to come out and teach several times. And it's just, it's changed my life. And I can't, you know, not, not only has it changed the life of the horses, but I've got to tell you too, that becoming an instructor has changed my life 
in in such a such an amazing way. I mean, not to Monty, I'm I have a waiting list of horses to train. Okay, I have yeah. a I have a I have so many horses that are here or people want to come. I'm booked all the way through March. That's oh, one great. thing. Um, but the other thing is. I'm just a, I think I'm just a more fair, better person because of the concepts that I've learned from you. I'm calmer. I'm less reactive. I'm a, I'm, I'm a better mom. I'm a better wife, uh, all of those things. So uh, I want to thank you for that. And um, I got to add something uh, there too, Jamie. I, and I want to tell Monty this. I cannot tell you, Monty, how, and we have thousands and thousands of listeners around the world. I cannot tell you how many listeners have recently told us that before when they would have reacted in a certain way with their horses, they they think about what Jamie's talked about and what we've talked about in these shows and, and your principles, and they've changed the way they're reacting with their horses th- because of listening to the show. So you may have ch- trained Jamie as a one-off, right, as a one-person, but because of what she talks about here, there are there are tens of thousands of people around the world that maybe are thinking a little bit before they bop the horse in the nose next time. Well, it's it's so great to hear this, but really sincerely, I want to tell you something that um, may be a kind of a a shock to you, Um, but it isn't me at all. It is not my personality or it is it is not because I'm such a good guy or a genius or anything like that. What had to happen was that a certain young boy beginning in 1939 had to be beaten half to death on regular occasions by a father who broke 72 bones in his body before the age of 12. Now with the MRI and the CAT scan, they can tell that they're pre-pubescent fractures. And that would be me. And during the course of that time, a miracle happened in that a nun, who was not even a teacher of mine, but was in fact the principal-like of a grammar school where I had to go twice a month to take the test because I didn't go to school. I was sent right across this country and Canada and into Mexico in competition in junior classes so that my father would have more students in his school. And this nun convinced me that violence was not the answer. And believe me when I tell you that violence is like a chain in the familial situation that occurs It happens generation after generation, and it's hard to break that chain. And I have to admit, I wanted to be a violent person. And without this nun, I would have been a violent person, just like the rest of them. And um, in those days, the doctors would say, it's his child, he can do with him what he wants. And there were very few laws that said you can't beat a child half to death. Um, So it happened. And a good parent would let that child know what discipline is all about. And you were considered a good parent if you gave a spanking once in a while or you kicked the hell out of a kid. Not that I ever got Uh, a spanking. I have no idea what you're talking about there, Monty. 
<laughs> but but anyway, it took this incredible list of violence in order to turn me around and make it go the other way. And now, um, just as you have suggested, children are having a different time of it because of it. And yes, there's still too much violence going on in the world, that's for sure. And we're seeing a lot of it recently. But it's about to change, I think. And I think that the world has gone far enough with violence that they're now beginning to see that it isn't the answer. And so I'm not going to take a lot of credit for it, although I, I guess I'm just the band leader kind of thing. And, and, um, and I've, I'm out in front with it. And my students who become my instructors they're the ones that really deserve the credit, and that's why they're getting these certificates. Well, it was an honor to receive one, and I, I do want to thank you. I, I look forward to maybe someday going out to England and and, and, and meeting the Queen, but if, if that never happens, just to see the, the, the certificate come in the mail was just so amazing. Uh, so, can, uh, Monty, if she has to go meet the Queen, would you please go with her and make sure she just doesn't run up and give her a great big hug? Um <laughs> <laughs> Because you know, Jamie, well, she'll be like running down the hall, giving her a great big hug, and they'll be carting her out, and I'll have to pay hug. her bail, and you know, all that. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, I I suppose I'll be going uh, if we can, you know, get a vaccine and get this COVID behind us. There's supposed to be a uh, certificate uh, ceremony where people will get it, and we're hoping for a full-on uh, group of people. We have hey. 17 on the list. That'd be and, fun. Um, That'd be so cool. Yeah, yeah, it would be great. With the first list was seven, and they were all at Guards Polo Club in Windsor, just outside of Windsor Castle. And um, that was a nice ceremony, but 17 um, is another thing. And uh, we were planning, before COVID interrupted us, we were planning to go <clears throat> to Buckingham Palace with this one and to actually do a demonstration in the riding hall there, uh, bringing in people from the various uh, uh, nonprofit groups that work with uh, veterans and youth at risk and domestic violence and that kind of thing, because it has moved into the people thing. And, you know, it, there's no difference. Violence is violence, whether it's people or, or animals. So if you can change the people that tend to be violent to other people, then you can change the way they treat their animals. And uh, it's the same behavioral pattern, if you will, um, that I learned so much about with Sister Agnes Patricia telling me to get a good education. That was my way out of this violent thing. And I spent eight years in universities and got two doctorates in behavioral sciences. That doesn't mean I was a good student, but only because I was so driven by my excitement of learning these things that um, behavior has been, it's become my second nature uh, to study the behavior of people. And um, my word, there's a lot of things going on in the world right now. I was just right going to say, you have which, a lot to study right now, Monty. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's just incredible uh, to see what some people think uh, is the way to go. And um, 
Well, I got to tell oh, I'm, I'm going to interrupt here quick before we run out of time because Jamie actually has I, a training question she has I to do. ask you today. <laughs> you know, when you okay. come on, she always has a horse that she has to ask you about. It's a requirement. Well, that's fine. That's <laughs> fine. All right. So, Monty, I got a horse in training yesterday, and he's a three-year-old that has been loved on and rubbed on since he was six months old, since these people got him when he was weaned. And they... They love giving him treats and they love rubbing on him and they've really never asked him to do anything. And they told me that, by the way, sometimes when you, you know, ask him to like come forward, he, his default for anything he doesn't want to do is to rear, uh, with a line on, you know? And so I was like, okay, well, sounds good. We'll work on that. I go to get him. I can barely get a arm around him. He has a little bit of an aggressive tendency. I think the way he kind of bowed up at me a couple times. And when I finally did get I couldn't even get the dually on him. I just got a regular halter on him to bring him in to put him in the stall. He must have reared 47 times when he felt the pressure on the pole, just not wanting to come into the barn. And so I've, I've got what I have assessed is just a very, very spoiled, never been told no kind of horse ever. And I'm just, uh, since I'm starting today, because it, it took me an hour to catch him this morning to get him in. Uh, what would you suggest that I start with? What are some of the things that you would say? Wow, you gave me quite a list. Uh, how old is he? He's three. And has he been castrated? Yes. How long ago was he castrated? Apparently when he was around a year, I think. Okay. All right. So you know about the Dooley halter and you might possibly have met in your time a coddled child who's now 10 years old, 11, 12, 13. A coddled child that got everything his way for a long time and is just um, absolutely abhorrent. You can't take him out in public. He's, uh, he's horrible, has no manners at all. You've met children like this that are just really spoiled, rotten children. And um, that's what you have on your hands. Not a lot different, really, from a human being, except that they're bigger and stronger, and they can do more about it. You know about the pacifier. The yeah. pacifier is like a set of blinkers, but it's a tea strainer over each eye, if you will. It's a heavy-duty screen that is um, meant to keep dirt from flying into a horse's eyes. I use pacifiers, and they're more like goggles, see-through goggles, that you can tape off the upper half. And the horse that rears smile a lot when that horse rears because you're going to put those goggles on the horse, and they can't see up. And a horse does not like to go where he can't see. So his body knows he wants to rear. And he'll go along and then he'll put his head up and try to see up and then he'll bounce his front feet a little bit, but he'll stop rearing. And uh, then you can handle him on the ground with the dually halter. And I use another thing called a come along, which is uh, not easy to describe and it's hard to put on. So the, the dually halter is the answer because it gets smaller when they resist it and less comfortable and then more comfortable when they cooperate with it. 
So the dually halter along with that, and then tying the horse with elastics. If you get a heavy elastic cord in a hardware store, can sell you one. And put elastic cords on that a big heavy horse has to really work to stretch them out. And then if you, as you can see in my book, From My Hands to Yours, if you build a little D around them with panels, and so when they pull back and stretch this cord out, they will bump up against the panel with their tail and stop pulling back. And I hear that the horse pulls back when you tie him up. Is that correct? Uh, yes. Yeah. So pulling back is all covered in, in the, uh, on the online university for sure in video. So you can see what I do. And, um, I, I have horses come in here that have been breaking everything in sight, pulling back. And in five minutes, they change with this system of uh, elastic and an elastic tie where they pull back and it doesn't do them any good and they bump up against something and then the elastics pulls them back toward where they were tied and they learn to stand there and, and you smile a lot and let them, let them pull back. If we get ourselves in a position where we can use all of the factors that we can think about where if the horse does the thing wrong that we want to change, we can relax and smile and let them do it. But it makes them uncomfortable to do it, so they stop doing it. That's what we have to work on. Each of you can figure out a new thing that might help some horse with some particular uh, behavioral pattern that is unacceptable. But the online university has, I don't know, is it 70 lessons now or 700 lessons? 700, I think, something like that. 700 lessons on there, all in video form so that you can actually see uh, what to do. And you can have fun with this. Um, I was called last year to Hong Kong to work with a horse that raced half a race and stopped and let the rest of the horses finish the race. And they were, they were absolutely panicking in the audience. They were having riots because the people thought the jockey bet on the other horses and then stopped his horse so that he wouldn't win. And I was called over there to fix him, and I fixed him. I was only there with him for about two hours, and it was over. Uh, he did all of his uh, stopping uh, in those two hours, and then no more stopping, and he won four and a half million dollars in the wow. next six weeks. So um, you can have fun with this. I I said that uh, uh, a blind singer, what's his name? The blind singer, Ray Charles uh, could see it. Ray I Charles, know. <laughs> could, Ray Charles could see what was going on here, and the the trainer went nuts, and he didn't like me at all because. Uh, it, it, um, it, you know, it embarrassed him that he couldn't figure it out, but the horse would not go, uh, in a place where they had whipped him before. And I took the whips away and put the, the pacifiers on and he won four and a half million dollars. Uh, 
I well, wish I'd have asked them for 10% of his future earnings. <laughs> well, for a horse like like this, okay. So when I finally, when I went out to get him, he would turn his butt to me when I'd go to get his face and I had the line. And so I flicked the line, you know, at his butt to get his butt to go away from me. And he just, he didn't care. Like he, he, I was surprised at how unreactive he was as kind of just like in your space, but like a, he's just a bully. So yep. I, the, I've had one other horse that really didn't want to go away. So I used plastic on a stick to, to do the join yep. ups as opposed to, am I kind of on the right track with that? What are some other suggestions you'd give me for a horse? That's just a spoiled bully and a tank. Yeah. Well, find things that do bother him, new things, and plastic on a stick might be one of those. And yes, you're on the right track with that. Uh, But you can continue to try to find new things that do not cause pain. Because once you cause pain to the horse, like uh, lunge whip across the hocks and stuff, uh, they'll go for a time or two. And then those kind of horses will find very quickly, if you go back into that pain and then kick the hell out of somebody, they'll stop with the pain. I've got one here right now that does that very thing. And uh, they've they've hit the horse with electricity. And uh, they will really go away from electricity once or twice. And then they will learn to go into it and kick and uh, you're finished. The horse, every time the horse has pressure put on it, it wants to stop. And th- this mare is a million dollar mare that uh, they can't race because she just stops. And uh, once, once they went through all of that brutality, uh, I don't think there's any hope for her. She's going to breed babies now and try mm-hmm. to find a champion there. But, um, Anyway, you're on the right path. Find new things that will cause the horse to go away. And then find something that's pleasant when they go away. Don't just work the heck out of them uh, when they go away. Uh, Maybe get off. Take everything off. Let them go out in the field or something like that. Yeah, he's never had a rider, so he's here to be started. And today is day one. So uh, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Jamie, it will be fun. And uh, don't hesitate to call me and say, it was fun for a while, but now what about this thing? And what about that (laughs) thing? And I'll try to, and we'll let the listeners uh, in on it. And uh, this can kind of be a continuation if you want. So that the, the listeners will hear, oh my word, now the horse does this, or now the horse does that. And let's do this and let's do that and see if we can do it. Um, This horse that I'm talking about here, which will go and raise babies now, is the seventh failure in probably 70,000 sessions that I've had with horses, about 30,000 horses in my time. The seventh failure. And most of the failures, all all of the failures, have been because too much pain has come to that horse and they've just quit and given up on humanity. So uh, your listeners are on the right path. We'll figure out how to do it so that the horse wants to do it, not that they're made to do it. Oh my gosh. Well, I'll call you tomorrow. (laughs) Okay. That'll be fun. It'll be fun. 
Well, thanks, Monty. That's so awesome. And, and um, thanks for, for being, uh, you know, always willing to help me. And I, 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 at times, you guys, I, I send Debbie, Monty's daughter, videos. And I'm like, can you please show your dad? Because even though I'm a certified, there's still stuff that comes up. And I'm sure stuff still comes up, you know, for 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 other instructors. And that that's new. And, and I appreciate your continued support. No, that only happens help. to you, Jamie. Well, I don't. I don't think it'll it'll uh, surprise you to hear me say that the last three years have been the learningest years in my entire career. So I'm still learning too, and uh, don't think that there aren't more things because the next horse will come up with something new. So uh, let's have fun with it. All right. Thanks, Monty. We appreciate you joining us today. Thanks a lot. Okay. Hey, enjoy being locked up at the farm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm. I am enjoying it. I have so, a lot of new friends with my deer too. They're just absolutely. They'll amazing. let you out someday, Monty. I, I promise. They'll let you out someday. Okay. <laughs> right. Very Thanks. good. Bye. Thanks, Monty. Thank you. Bye, bye. Bye. Monty actually laughs at me a little bit now. When we first started having Monty on years ago, he didn't get my humor at all. There was like nothing. But he, I laugh a little now. Yeah, yeah. Most most people, I don't think, get your humor. Yeah, that's so maybe takes, that. It takes that's probably it. That's yeah. why we say, if you listen to the show, listen to it for, for a week. For a week, before yeah, you have you to quit. get used to it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, no post show today because we just did it. Everybody got the post show today. Oh my gosh, uh, how cool was that? Yeah, like, I, it's like, cool oh, that you have uh, Monty to call when you need help. That's kind of cool. right. Now you only have to do about eighteen years of, of school with him to get to that point. So now is it is it weird that um, as much time as I've spent out there at the farm since twenty fifteen that I still am like, <gasps> oh my god, I was talking about <laughs> like why do I get silly like that? <laughs> Because I just say he's just the real deal. Everything he's, he just lives what he says, you know, like that is how things are done at his farm. And that's how I've learned it. And I'm, you know what I think the difference too, from when we started talking to him, what, 10 years ago, um, I think there's been a difference in his attitude. I think he feels, I think 10 years ago, he was frustrated and he felt like he wasn't getting anywhere. After 40 years of doing, preaching no violence, he wasn't getting anywhere. I think in the last 10 years, well, you heard it today. I think he feels like, yeah, it's getting somewhere, he's, he's and that's a been a big difference. If you think back to when we first had him on, he was frustrated yeah. then, um, and I think that in this last well, in this last ten years overall, now to look at the world and the news, you wouldn't think that was true at all. But I do think it is uh, true when it comes to animals. Uh, at least we hope, right? Yeah. Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much for joining us. Tomorrow's the Endurance Day. I know a lot of you look forward to Endurance Day with Karen, and she will be here tomorrow. And then uh, Jamie and I will be back Wednesday and Friday, and Mary Kitzmiller will be here on Thursday. So putting Jennifer has to work two days this week. So thank you all for joining us. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you again soon. All right, Spain, neuter, geld. Where's the music? There it is.